is Ed Cashmark, the Everyday Economist, keeping my eye on the economy every day for you with no bluster, no bias, and no bull. June 19, 2020. No real economic news today, so we'll get right into what's driving the stock market. At this point in time, the market is down 160 points. It was up 370-some points early as China said they were going to be speeding up purchases of American farm goods uh, as part of the Phase 1 trade deal with the United States. But then uh, sour news came as Apple said they were closing 11 stores in Florida, Arizona, North Carolina, and South Carolina due to uh, their rebound in the coronavirus in those states. In addition, the World, Heart, World, World Health Organization said that the world is entering a new and dangerous phase of the pandemic. And that certainly didn't help the market. And uh, he said this on the 100-day mark of the pandemic. It's been 100 days since the pandemic was declared. Also, cruise lines said they were going to push back their date to resume operations to September 15th. So that certainly is not good news either. So the market made a made a big turnaround to the downside with uh, the negative news of the day. In addition, there were some comments from uh, Boston Federal Reserve Bank President Eric Rosengren. He says more fiscal and monetary stimulus will probably be needed given rising new COVID-19 cases in many states and a slower than hoped for recovery. Rosengren, in remarks prepared for delivery at an online event, predicted the unemployment rate will remain in double digits through the year end above the median forecast among FOMC participants, and the inflation rate is likely to remain well below the 2% target. That relatively pessimistic forecast does not incorporate a possible second wave of COVID-19 cases. That's quite interesting. He's already got a pessimistic forecast, but it doesn't even incorporate a second wave. Despite important policy actions to date, I believe more support is likely to be needed from both monetary and fiscal policy, he said. Unemployment remains very high, and because of the continued community spread of the disease and the acceleration of new cases in many states, I expect the economic rebound in the second half of the year to be less than what was hoped for at the outset of the pandemic, he said. I expect the unemployment rate to still be at double-digit levels at the end of the year, given what, what are likely to be persistent economic headwinds from the pandemic over the second half of the year, and my own pes more pessimistic forecast does not fully incorporate the challenges of a second wave of the virus, like he said previously. Rosengren called May's surprising drop in unemployment good news, but he said it substantially understates the level of disruption in the job market. Additionally, while lower joblessness is wonderful, the economic reopening that propelled it could backfire if it has not been done safely. More people returning to work is good news in the longer run, only if it can be done safely and on a sustained basis, he said. If workplaces remain open without the necessary health precautions, the recent increases in payroll employment could be offset by possible business closures and the serious health outcomes later. The prospect of such an outcome could also sap investor, consumer, and firm confidence. If reopening can be done in ways that protect public health, then better outcomes now will also translate to better outcomes in the future. With low inflation and high unemployment through this year and next, I believe additional policy stimulus is necessary. Rosengren said the Main Street Lending Program, which the Boston Fed administers, is off to a good start, with 200 financial institutions registering to participate so far. So not a very bright forecast from that report. Now for a few notes from the Financial Times. ECB's, uh, the European Central Bank, uh, negative rates prompt banks to borrow a record 1.3 trillion euros. Banks have rushed to borrow a record 1.3 trillion euros from the ECB at deeply negative interest rates in the latest monetary policy drive to boost liquidity in the, in the eurozone's coronavirus-stricken economy. 
It's the first time a big central bank has offered multi-year loans to banks at an interest rate below its main deposit rate, introducing a dual-rate system. Given the ECB's main deposit rate is minus 0.5%, the ultra-cheap lending is in effect a subsidy for the banking system and provides further evidence of how the ECB is pulling out all the stops to try to prevent the pandemic causing a credit crunch. To secure the lowest rate of minus 1% on the new loans, banks must maintain their lending to households and businesses, excluding residential mortgages, at the same level as the previous year. Otherwise, the interest rate rises to minus 0.5%. First-time jobless claims in the U.S. edge lower as lockdown eases. The number of Americans applying for first-time unemployment benefits edged lower again to 1.51 million last week as employers continue to call back workers amid the phasing out of coronavirus-related shutdowns. More than 45 million Americans have sought unemployment checks since the beginning of the pandemic, sending the jobless rate above levels seen during the depth of the 2008 financial crisis. Continuing claims, which tally the number of people actively re- receiving benefits, eased to 20.5 million in the first week of June from 20.6 million, equivalent to 14.1% of the workforce. The so-called insured unemployment rate, which remained unchanged versus a week earlier, is considered an alternative measure of joblessness. Short sellers lose $28 billion in bets against U.S. retailers. A pandemic boom for homewares and e-commerce has wrong-footed hedge funds and other investors who bet against U.S. retailers before a historic stock rally. An index of 88 listed U.S. retail stocks has surged 57% over the period, more than double the rally in the wider market, causing heavy paper losses for short sellers who expected the sector to be at the sharp end of the crisis. Short sell, a short seller, which uh, profits for when share prices decline and had gambled on a broad-based sell-off in U.S. retail, were caught out again this week when data pointed to a return of discretionary consumer spending. U.S. retail sales rebounded 17.7% in May from a slump in April, more than twice the rate of recovery that had been forecast. The short's mark-to-market loss on Wayfair, which is a company they're shorting, is greater than 100% of the value of their interest in the stock. Despite the losses, short sellers maintain an aggressive position equivalent to 30% of Wafer's floating stock. Despite widespread store closures and the onset of a global recession, only three of 88 listed U.S. retail stocks have declined since the start of April. That's pretty amazing. It's notes on the American economy. In terms of raw numbers, U.S. economic response to the coronavirus has been overwhelming. As well as the $3 trillion in fiscal stimulus that has been introduced so far, there has also been a massive injection of liquidity into the financial system by the Fed. While Wall Street has been stabilized by the crisis-fighting measures and the companies and the wealthy have received substantial tax benefits that in some cases could last for years, the economic fate of middle- and lower-income households remains very much in limbo. Many of the measures aimed at ordinary people are set to fade or expire soon, and given opposition from many Republican lawmakers, it is not at all clear they will be extended. The CARES Act, the late March legislation that has been a cornerstone of coronavirus stimulus measures, was the largest economic rescue package in American history. The U.S. government's initial spending burst this year, which has included a $1,200 check to every individual earning less than $75,000 a year, an extra $600 per week in jobless benefits, and more than $500 billion in forgivable loans to small businesses has helped to cushion the pandemic's blow for many lower-income Americans. Not only were low-income families most likely to suffer illness and death due to COVID-19, but they were far more vulnerable to the disease's economic fallout as they often work in service sector jobs that rapidly disappeared. And, including that, jobs that uh, are, are pretty difficult, if not impossible, to uh, do from home. The uncomfortable reality for policymakers is that while many households remain on the edge, many of the nation's wealthiest individuals and corporations have been helped by a combination of direct government bailout money, business tax breaks, and the Fed's multiple moves to short markets, including this week's launch of a corporate bond buying program. 
For individuals, the CARES Act lifted a $500,000 cap on tax deductions on business losses that had only been introduced in 2017 and allowed investors to spread out losses over five years. Other key tax changes have allowed companies to deduct a larger proportion of their interest payments, up from 30% to 50%, and to immediately offset investments made to improve property. The changes in the tax code are particularly advantageous for private equity-backed businesses, which sometimes operate companies at a loss. So that was kind of a lot of information there, but interesting. Now for an update on the coronavirus. So uh, we've been hearing about uh, uptrend in some in some states. Uh, I do see a slight uptrend overall in U.S. cases in the past week, but nothing alarming. Um, but apparently there are uptrends in in some of these other states, uh, which is why Apple is closing some of their stores. Um, in addition, healthcare workers are urging the Tulsa mayor to cancel the Trump rally scheduled for Saturday because it's indoors, there's going to be a lot of people, they're going to be close, close together and probably no social distancing, and they're very concerned. However, Oklahoma is only number 36, rated number 36 of all 50 states in the nation in deaths per 1 million people. So it has not been a very big... Uh, it has not been a huge um, problem for Oklahoma as compared to other states. And Oklahoma, as of right now, has 367 fatalities total. It's a very, very low number compared to other states. Well, let's just see. Where are they in total deaths? Well, I can't count. That's kind of a lot. looks like they are definitely in the lower half. All right, uh, so there's that. However, Juneteenth protests are being planned all throughout the country, but nobody is saying anything about having those canceled. So, yeah, one rally in Oklahoma in a state where deaths per one million people is only number 36, and they want it canceled. Juneteenth protests, nobody's asking for them to be canceled. Can you say politics are involved? Absolutely. Now, for tip number 50 on how to stay sane during unemployment. Tip number 50 is the last of the 10 tips under the 5th commandment of be good to others. Tip number 50 is smile and be courteous to everyone. <laughs> After all the things I just talked about, all the politics and everything, smile and be courteous to everyone. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. On the one hand, do it. You know, it's a good thing. No matter how bad your situation is, you smile and it kind of transfers, you know, uh, your your smile and your courteous behavior to others helps make their day brighter. And that can hopefully help make your day brighter too. When you know you're doing something good or at least treating people with respect, then, you know, that's a good thing and it's a good feeling. And it helps to kind of alleviate your anxiety and stress and, and depression and whatever you're going through. But I will also say this. In today's environment where everybody's cooped up, Everybody's worried about people spreading the virus. Everybody's got different viewpoints on all kinds of different political issues in the middle of a recession where people are losing their jobs and right before a presidential election. Yeah, it's sometimes kind of hard to smile and be courteous to everyone. No doubt. But I still highly encourage you to do it. Even if, you know, you have, I mean, especially if you have no idea, you know, what anybody else's going through or what their political viewpoints are or anything. Wherever you go, whatever you do, smile and be courteous to everyone. You absolutely have nothing to lose. 
you know. And hopefully you'll make other people's days brighter and your own day brighter as well. So tip number 50 for today, smile and be courteous to everyone. That's all I have for today. Please subscribe and follow me if you like what you hear. Please spread the word if you could. Uh, go ahead and listen to previous episodes for other tips on how to stay sane during unemployment. This is Ed Cashmark, the Everyday Economist. Stay safe and stay sane. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day and have a great weekend.